Welcome to Slug's bi-weekly Slug Soundwaves podcast. Here, in our print mag and on slugmag.com, enjoy our curated content that highlights the best of Utah's alternative and underrepresented music, arts, events, and community subcultures. If Slug has benefited you or someone you love, consider contributing to sustain our existence. Head to slugmag.com slash donate to join our community of donors. KRCL was founded in 1979 to bring a more diverse voice to Salt Lake City and surrounding areas. KRCL is community-funded and supported, which allows diverse, commercial-free programming that varies from indie to hip-hop, blues to bluegrass, metal, punk, indigenous, and bilingual programs. And every weekday at 6 p.m., KRCL's Radioactive brings you grassroots activism and civic engagement with punk rock farming and live local music on Fridays. Tune into KRCL at 90.9 FM, stream at krcl.org, or download the app in the App Store. Are you listening? This is Slug Soundwaves. On me you pulled us through the screaming crowd Lights and heat and I saw the way you looked at me yeah. I'm Jane Beeson, I'm a songwriter and an artist and my solo project is called Beeson, which is my last name. I recently won Battle of the Bands at Valor in Provo and I make alternative pop music. I use a lot of raw lyricism inspired by writers like Maggie Rogers and Lord and I also use a lot of dark melodies in my music. I love alternative pop songwriting and songwriting in general because I feel like songwriting is you know the challenge of interpreting my world in a way that makes sense to others and I've always been up to the challenge and wanted to try it. You can always write a song and people will mostly get it and it'll be fine. But I'm always looking for, you know, that song that says what everyone didn't know they wanted to hear. And also the song that says what I didn't know I wanted to say. The latter is definitely more important to me right now as I'm kind of figuring out my style and what I want to write. I'm definitely more focused on my role as the writer and making things that feel super authentic. And right away you bite your tongue Think it's pathetic that you'd rather swallow your own blood than Tonight was fun This is my second year performing uh, at all the bands. Last year, last December, I performed and made it to finals, finals night on Saturday as well. Winning was so fun. I'm so glad we won. I didn't know if we were going to win. And I was honestly totally at peace with that because we were competing against some really awesome bands. Everyone in all the bands are friends of mine. So it was so fun just to hang out with everyone all week and have a good time. I definitely feel that I've improved a lot since last year when we performed. I've written better songs for sure. The band's gotten tighter. So I definitely am glad we won this year and not last year because I worked really hard to win this year. And even between nights this year, you compete in preliminaries and then you move on to finals. And between preliminaries and finals, we made our set so much tighter and took feedback from the judges and really worked to improve. So I'm glad that it paid off and it was recognized. It feels awesome and I'm really happy about it. I used to stay downtown with a boy from Phoenix. I didn't love him like you, but it was just what I need. Until a windswept night, my ego death. I was you looking at me the night we met. And now I'm falling out of my head. I'm falling, watching us get back again. 
I've been writing songs since I was sentient, I think. I, I have little scribblings of songs from when I was, you know, five or six. I had this blog um, when I was that young that my mom started for me and I would write songs on it. So I know I've been writing songs for forever. But when I was probably 14 is when I started writing songs that resemble the ones I have now that actually have traditional structure to them. And I think I just did it because the people I've always looked up to are artists. I moved to Provo in 2019 and I started performing my original songs more frequently for people. In 2022, this year, I was working at my at my campus broadcasting station. I was mixing audio there. I think I was in the bathroom checking my email. And I saw this email from Ari Herstand. He's this music guru that said, it's the last day to apply to my songwriting camp. And I hadn't ever been to a real songwriting camp before. And I said, that sounds great. I'll do it. I paid the 10 bucks and applied. And then I got in and two months later, went to New York for this songwriting camp. And it was so random. I didn't know anyone there. I was one of two people there from Utah and the other person lived in like rural Utah. It was really cool. Yeah, I've met so many awesome people and I feel that going to that camp totally revolutionized writing with other people for me because I always loved writing with other people. My main co-writer is my bandmate Carson and Carson Ripley and we write lots of stuff together but writing with people I didn't know was so vulnerable and cool and I ended up writing this song called Sit in the Silence which is funny because it has a kind of a similar hook to my song Syrup. I kind of recycled it and put it into this new song about this girl at the camp's experience with this boyfriend that broke up with her and wrecked her house. It was well-received at the camp, and I ended up winning a spot at this other camp called the Antisocial Producers Club Camp that happened in June. That camp was the big kid artist camp, and it had like a ton of awesome artists at it. And I was definitely the least, I don't know, definitely the smallest artist there. Not a single person knew who I was, and that was the best, honestly. Being in that world and being the small fish in the situations like that is so incredible and so grateful I got to go. Um, I ended up writing songs with Walk the Moon, who wrote Shut Up and Dance With Me, which is crazy. I wrote for this guy, Nambe is his artist name, and he's been one of my heroes for years, and it was crazy. I hope he doesn't listen to this and he's like, hey, <laughs> no way she knew who I was. <laughs> so yeah, I got to write a song for him, and then I wrote this song for an artist named Andrea Russett, um, and she's an internet personality turned artist, and she's absolutely awesome. And since then, I've had tons of crazy connections that have allowed me to become, I think, an exponentially better writer, hopefully. Something that's been helpful for me is doing market research of sorts. I use SoundCloud religiously and post all of my demos on SoundCloud and just kind of give them to the masses. And if anyone wants to listen to my demos, they can at virtually any stage of the song. I have several versions of several different songs on SoundCloud and it's kind of scary to do that, honestly. I feel very exposed putting stuff out there that is not done and also has lyrics that haven't been revised for sensitivity per se. Like I, I like I'll have very raw breakup emotions in a song that anyone can listen to. But it's also cool because I totally hear the songs people like the best. And not to say that your song should be defined by who likes what best, 
But it is really interesting to hear what kind of writing ends up striking chords with people. And I feel that my role as an artist is to communicate unselfishly, but also from a point of view that's real to me. And I feel that I'm writing in lots of different ways that all feel real to me. Only certain ways feel real to other people, if that makes sense. So for instance, at, at the Battle of the Bands show the other night, someone came up to me and said, oh my gosh, I love your song, August Fever, that's on SoundCloud. I was like, oh no way, you're the first person to say that. And I'm interested to see who else is an August Fever or if anyone else is. And maybe that song was for you. Like maybe I wrote August Fever for you and that was valid. But when you get so lost on a song and you hate it and you think everyone hates this, sometimes all you need is one person to tell you that they listen to that song every single day and they wish it was on Spotify. And that is so, for me, is so motivating. And I'm like, I have to finish that song for them, you know? So I think that sometimes you need a little bit of external validation in order to get your internal motivation going. <laughs> In terms of what's next for me, I am just hoping to graduate ASAP so I can focus on music. I think that a lot of people balance school and music so gracefully and go about it in a way that just makes it seem like they're doing both so seamlessly. And I am not that way. I always feel that either school or music is suffering so much <laughs> when I'm doing both. And I'm really looking forward to being able to, you know, dedicate a lot more time to being an independent artist, releasing the music, playing cool shows, hopefully touring in the next couple of years. Yeah, that's what's next, is getting my homework done. <laughs> The song you're about to hear is called Collarbone. I originally wrote it as an acoustic love song to someone I was dating and am dating. And then it sort of turned into this punky pop anthem about sneaky links, basically. <laughs> and it was produced by a guy named Carson Thatcher, a good friend of mine who I met through TikTok and is based in Colorado and also written with Joey Myron, who's a Nashville writer. It's an expansion on my current style. It's a lot rockier than stuff I usually make, but it's fun and I'm excited to see where it goes, even though it's not all the way done yet. And you can listen to it on SoundCloud.
You can find me online at Beestonya, B-E-E-S-O-N-Y-E-A-H on Instagram or TikTok. And I also am on Spotify, Beeson. I have a show coming up on January 20th. I'm opening for The Happy Return at Soundwell. That'll be so fun. I'm also playing The Basement in Rexburg on February 11th. Hopefully a show in LA in February sometime. And then I am hoping to have a song out sometime around the new year. If you enjoyed this episode of Soundwaves, please take 60 seconds to rate and review us on iTunes. Did you enjoy this episode of Slug Soundwaves? You and the local community can continue to enjoy Slug Mag's content for free, but please consider making a one-time or ongoing contribution. Each contribution, no matter the amount, helps support Slug's creation of thoughtful media coverage on SLC's music, arts, events, and community subcultures. Head over to slugmag.com donate to make your contribution today. Oh,